You're listening to The Leadership Podcast with Pastor Jürgen Matesius, lead pastor of C3 Church in San Diego. Hey everybody, excited to be here with Pastor James Murray, the one, the only. Yes, that's what my mom says, the one and only. (laughs) And here with Pastor Jürgen as well and the C3 Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been enjoying it. We've we've had some feedback from people from all around the globe, which is very pleasant. So keep thank you. Keep them coming in. Yeah, thanks for all encouraging emails. Yeah, let us know. Send us some uh, some questions. Again, anything you want to know, we want to try to endeavour to answer or bring them up. And uh, James underscore Muzzer. Correct. Your, and at Jürgmeister at for Twitter. Meister. And uh, just, just feel free to get on. I've already received so many Pastor James, as you have. Mm-hmm. People saying, love them. Keep Thanks the podcast coming. Yeah. So we're going to hit two fairly big topics today. We are. Well, let, let's jump into it. Have you ever... Have you ever hated this idea of confrontation? That is one of it's. It's almost like it's almost like a cuss word in church, isn't it? Confrontation. It is. Confrontation. It, it's, yeah. it's something that people want to avoid. Confrontation. And, root canal. Yeah, that's up there with the top. Mother-in-laws or a chemical or your uh, you know your uh, medical medical checks. Medical. Yeah, yeah, those Hello. special ones. A prostate check. <laughs> confrontation or a prostate check. Uh, which one? Yeah. Which one's quicker? Can anyway, I, so can I get fries with that? <laughs> so we have, you know, confrontation, and we're making jokes because we're in such denial. Uh, we are of, in our, denial. of our need to uh, address this. To address to confront confrontation, but uh, so actually a big one. It's just come up in our our recent staff meeting, Pastor Jurgen. You talked about confrontation, and so thought it'd be a really great thing to bring up because, again, as you mentioned. It's not a popular thing. No. Uh, confrontation is not something that people are pumped about, excited about. And usually, the ones who are excited about it probably shouldn't be pastoring. Exactly. Or That's like keep them away from you. Yeah, people. yeah. They probably could start a dictatorship down the road somewhere. <laughs> exactly. But, so we, we we don't like to do it, but yet there's such yeah. uh, a need for it. There is yeah. there is a need for it. So I guess yeah. uh, what we want to chuck out there to our listeners today, Pastor Jurgen, is what do you feel? Uh, what do you feel about this whole idea of confrontation? Well, I just love just the thought you just shared, James, about um, the fact that if you love confrontation, you know, that you know, start a dictatorship down the road. Because it's true. Like when I look back through church life and you see people who, um, who are always in confrontation mode, they're always, there's always some type of kerfuffle around them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're in this person's face or in that person's face. And, yeah. you know, the uh, let's keep the church holy by keeping it small and stamping out sin and judging everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, just, that's just weird. And that's, mm-hmm. not what, that's not what we're talking about. If, if that's you, stop it. Yeah. And, uh, and I honestly believe, as you say, Pastor James, that the, the, the best confrontation comes primarily from those who are the most reluctant to give it. And I think there, there always needs to be an element where, you know, it's difficult to, because uh, confrontation really is uh, a level of bringing discipline or correction. Yeah. And if you've got to do that, to, if a shepherd's got to do that to the sheep, there should be a level of, you know, concern and owl. Mm. You know, like I love my children. Yeah. I don't look forward to discipline. I'm, I'm not driving home from work thinking, man, I've had a crappy day at work, but I can't wait to beat the <laughs> snot out of my kid. That'll make me, if you know, that's that's not. But, yeah. you know, if I get home and, and my wife says, look, you know, my 18-year-old's been doing this and my 15-year-old's been doing that, you yeah. don't need to talk to them. Mm. You know, I do it. I do it because I love them and I genuinely mm. care for them. 
them. I don't mm-hmm. take any real great delight yeah. in the action. What I do take delight in, in is in the aversion mm-hmm. of a certain behavior that's destructive. Yeah. And Pastor James, I think you know what we're talking about here is a confrontation where what we're trying to do is we're trying to alter or bring an aversion to a certain destructive behavior, whether it's you know uh, punctuality, whether it's unfaithfulness, whether it's lying, deception you know, character issues, character mm. faults. Mm. The things that a leader sees and recognizes over someone that yeah. they are given responsibility mm. only to develop. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that, that, you know, we do ourselves a, a disservice if we don't confront. And, uh, and, you know, I've never wanted to, to be someone that confronts, but I've just found that if I really love my team and if I really love my staff, yeah. I've got to have that awkward conversation. I've got to be willing to shut the door and say, hey, listen, I love you with all my heart, but this is frustrating me, or hey, I just see this fault, or Mm. hey, there seems to be a pattern here that is setting a ceiling over your life, you know, and uh, and, and confront it. Yeah, and so so the great thing is, so in staff meeting the other day, you know, you had had six points that you gave uh, us as a team to really to, to walk through this whole idea of confrontation, number one, the point was you can't avoid it. Yeah. So let, let's what what you know that's a that's a really bold statement, uh, and but very true. Have you seen the effects of what happens when people do avoid it? Oh Jesus, yeah. Unfortunately, firsthand. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a situation where uh, I, I felt God speak to me about a particular leader a number of years ago who wasn't for me but had his own agenda. Mm. And, uh, but he was a very strong leader. And yep. so twice I've, I've felt to confront him and mm. I felt the Lord say confront him. And I thought, oh, no, no, maybe I can win him. Maybe I can woo him. Maybe I can wine and dine him and he'll change. Mm. And, and so I let it go. And in the end, what ended up happening was uh, we pretty well lost our entire young adults ministry because he wanted to start a church down the road Happy. and take all of our young Happy adults days. with him. Yep. And so then then it was confrontation by without any option, it was confrontation, you know, mandatory. Like wow. you know, and it was it was it was the train had already left the station. Mm-hmm. It was now just calamity control. Yeah. It was it was just trying to, to minimize the fallout. Mm. Had I've confronted him six to twelve months earlier things would have been very, very different. We would have been able to either have him change or change, you know, someone else in that position. But because I was putting it off. And so I found that all the time, even in my marriage, uh, with my children, Mm -hmm. in every area of my my life where I have put off Mm -hmm. and procrastinated Mm -hmm. with confrontation, it has never worked itself out better. Mm -hmm. It has always snowballed where... You know, instead of being a three-level mm. awkward conversation, it ends up escalating to, to a ten. Mm. And, uh, and that's that's happened so many times, I, I can't tell how many times. So I've actually found that when I get a tweak, when I get a little thing, it's better that I jump in on a little tweak because, you know, you can kind of fly in under the radar, shut the door and just say to the person, hey, listen, I may be reading this all wrong, mm. but mm. I'm just kind of noticing a little pattern here yeah. and, it's, and it's light yeah. as opposed to, you know, hey, listen, I, I've noticed that you're preaching that... You know, we are the end time church, and that you're the end time prophet of the Lord. And, yeah, and yeah. I only said that once, and that's because I had a whole bunch of cough medicine and overdose at one stage, <laughs> and I felt that I was Elijah. 
oh. for a small period of time. Okay, well, <laughs> it had something to do with the dressing gown that I wore. When, when, when you came in in that leather <laughs> leather belt with yeah. the camel hair suit, yeah. you did look like Elijah. I so, did. you know, in fairness to you, yeah, you look like Elijah. I appreciate you confronting that in me. Uh, funny enough, so number one, you can't avoid it. Now, which is good because it leads us to our next point is uh, that you brought up with our stuff is confronting in love. So there is, people can confront, okay, and they want to avoid it, yeah. great, let's do it. Yeah. But again, they do it the wrong way. Yeah. And yeah. so one of the points you mentioned was to confront in love, yeah. not in anger. Yeah. Uh, and so well, let, let's talk about that. How, how do you think you do that? You already mentioned a few thoughts there, which yeah. I thought are great. Uh, um, you know, hey, I might be wrong here. Yeah. Which are really great, isn't it? it it's it, a great opening line. It, it gives it you... It completely disarms. It does, it does. You're not coming in on the attack. I think, James, you know, um, one of you know one of your great themes that, that you preach that is just so healthy for the body of Christ is really just on the um, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. Yeah. You know, you talk about where our faith fails, His faithfulness mm-hmm. kicks in. Mm-hmm. And then also God's grace. Yeah. And a huge part of God's grace is... You know, we call patience, but the Bible actually calls long-suffering. Yeah. And long-suffering doesn't necessarily mean putting things off, but long-suffering means that you don't react. Mm. We've got to be proactive. Mm. So as a leader, there will be a lot of things that tick you off, and you will get reports Mm. from time to time, hey, this person said this and this person did that. And every time you get a report, you need to understand that that report comes with someone else's spirit, someone else's slant, someone else's agenda on it. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I've been furious because I've got a report. That's it. I'm going to drill that person. I'm going to nail that person. Mate, I'm going to you know slam them to the wall. Yeah. And uh, and as I'm going into the meeting, so many times I've said to Leanne, "This is oh mate, I'm going to nail them. I'm going to you know tear the skin off them." Yeah. And Leanne will just say to me, "Really? You know, hang on. Don't you know that that person's just gone? Mum, their mum and dad just divorced, or they've just walked through this, or wow. that doesn't sound." And so I go into the meeting, and then I find out that maybe the circumstances were, or maybe the situation was true in the report but the circumstances behind it yeah. were completely different and then I realized it wasn't a heavy hand yeah. I still needed to confront the issue yeah. but I confronted it in a way where I brought a level of redemption a level, mm. level of compassion yeah. and I actually yeah. won the person yeah, and good. still got to address the issue so so I've just found that um, in answer to that that we do it we always do it in love in and love. if you can't if you're going to go in there angry you're going in there with the wrong spirit. I yeah. think we go in there in love, and absolutely, yeah. if the person's defiant, yeah. and if the person's, you know, then that can escalate yeah. to where yeah. the confrontations, you know, you've got to show them that you're serious. Yeah, yeah. But I think you always want to go there in love, and you always want to go in there, blessed are the peacemakers, yeah. to bring a level of restoration yeah. and reconciliation. Yeah, and blessed are the peacemakers, not the peace lovers. Yeah, wow. Which is good, isn't it? It's actually wow. there to make peace, not just, oh, let's avoid wow. something. Wow. because we love people. That's There's a, a word right there. there that is a word. The, so from there, uh, the, you actually had a real practical point here. Uh, number one, can't avoid it. Number two, confront and love. Number three, to write out your thoughts, make it clear, yeah, and use scripture. Now, I, I, I got to say, as a young pastor and being around church for some time, it's amazing how many confrontations happen, and people don't uh, they don't write out their thoughts. They're not actually prepared for what they're going to say because in yeah. the heat of the moment, if it does yeah. get emotional, then all yeah. types of stuff's coming out. Yeah. And then they don't use scripture, yeah. which is amazing because, yeah. you know, if you, if you give your opinion, well, that's just your opinion. Yeah. But if you give God's opinion, which yeah. is 
scripture, yeah. Yeah. there's obviously a weight to that. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that for a second. How, how do you do that? You, you mentioned this before, you write out your thoughts. Yeah. Let's talk through that for so, a second. So what I'll do, um, Pastor James, is I'll, I'll write out all the thoughts. I'll write out all the scenarios, everything yeah. that's said, and then I'll write out about that person. I'll, I'll write out, so I've got it clear in my mind. Love that. The behavior or whatever issue it is that I need to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing that you have to do is you've got to, and I think it might even be the next point, but you've got to bring a separation. Yep. We never attack the person. Mm. We always attack the issue. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, in, in saying that once, once I've written out the thoughts, there are two ways to use Scripture. So, you know, our, my authority to speak into anybody's life comes from the Word of God. Mm. And so, you know, but there's two ways you can use the Word of God. The, the Word of God is a sword. Mm. But the Bible says that Jesus healed them with a word. Mm. So and this is where I've seen a lot of the, the wheels fall off the cart is that people have gone in there wielding the sword and that mate, they've brutalized, they've stabbed. Yeah. The person leaves pretty much butchered and yeah. bleeding, yeah. unable to recover. That's really bad. And unfortunately, Pastor James, the first couple of times I confronted, yeah. I felt like I just overdosed on scriptures. Wow. And the Bible says that the slothful, you know, <laughs> like the Bible says the lazy man should not, you know, the Bible says if he doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's probably a little too much. Just pull back from there. you totally. got to find Jesus healed them with the word. I love that. So this is not a time to, you know, this is this is, this is a time where you, certainly we use the word of God as a measure. Yeah. Hey, look, just, you know, do you think this behavior is okay? Well, you know, look, here's, here's where I'm running into a little bit of problem. The Bible says mm. that, you know, that we're to honor. Yep. And when you turn up 15 minutes late to every single meeting, yeah. you're you're actually dishonoring me. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and the scripture talks about, you know, that we're, we're to honor one mm. another and, mm. you know, and prefer one another in love. Yeah. You know, and so, or if it's a behavior thing or if it's a guy who's hitting on our girls, yeah. you know, the Bible says to treat them as sisters and yeah, you know, yeah. chaste and everything. You know, you're not acting in a way. So I'm not, you know, I'm not using the word necessarily to brutalize them. The intention yeah, yeah. is to, to bring healing yeah, yeah. to the situation. Yeah. But at the same time, I've got to use the word of God. Mm. So it's not my opinion. Mm. This is what the word of God is saying. Yeah. So sometimes you find if there's a if there's a reluctant recipient of correction, they will fight. You know, I had a situation, Pastor James, many years ago in New Zealand where I had, had a, a, a wife uh, confide in myself and Leanne. That <laughs> Not another wife. You did someone else's. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I had someone else's I had a wife. wife. <laughs> I had someone else's wife. Yeah, that was coming out crazy. You know, I had someone else's wife yeah. confide in myself and Leanne wow. yeah. about marriage issues that were that were fairly serious. Yeah, and so I remember you know sitting down with the husband confronting the husband. And uh, and I you know and I didn't write out my thoughts and I didn't have yeah. any scripture and yeah. so he just said to me oh yeah you know what you're challenging me on is actually a gift from God that God gave me I said oh well, what gift is that he says well God gave me the gift of appreciation for the female anatomy oh my lord and I'm like he actually said that he actually said that. Oh. And uh, and I said, uh, I said, uh, you've got a pornography problem. No, 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 no. Well, that's another way to put it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's a gift. It's an appreciation of the female anatomy. Fe- totally takes the sleaze out of it. Oh, exactly. Oh, it's more like exactly. What a gift! It was a powerful, oh, gift. Wow. powerful gift. Wow. And so, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, so exactly. And, it's oh, just, wow. and so I had to now. Yeah. And fortunately. You know, fortunately, um, you know, we've just done a done a series in our in our youth yeah. on you know what God says about sexual immorality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a few scriptures that immediately came to mind, and as soon as I opened my Bible and began to go through those things, mm. 
it, it, you know, he broke down and admitted, yes, I've got a porn problem, but it was amazing. He was passing it off. And so, wow. you know, you've got to have the authority of the word of God because mm. people that don't want to change. Mm. And let's face it, the, the reason that um, uh, confrontation can be difficult is because I've lived with this habit or I'm comfortable with this habit, and you challenging me means that I actually have to let go of a learned behavior, an acquired behavior, or a deep-seated, deep-rooted behavior, and I've got to change. And change is always difficult. Mm. Change always requires effort. Why can't I just stay the same? Mm. And so it can't. So you've got to use the Word of God in love. Yeah, I love that. And, And one of the points you already brought up there is that to not make it personal, I heard a, a quote from Dr. Youngie Cho. He's got a yeah. decent-sized church. He's doing pretty well for himself. You know, he's having a crack, which is good. He is. Having he's a having go a go at it. it. But, you know, he had a real powerful statement that I think maybe Pastor Phil may have even said it in a meeting once that was, uh, never attack the citadel of a person's soul. Wow. In other words, you know, when you are confronting people, yeah. you know, there, there's a point that's, yeah. hey, look, dude, you're going too far. And so yeah. one of the points you brought yeah. up was don't make it personal. Yeah. How, how, do, you, how do you think you do that? Because it feels like... Every time I've had correction, and for the listeners out there, Pastor Jürgen's my pastor, and so he has that permission to do that. It's it's hard to avoid making it personal yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. As, as the receiver yeah. of that. Yeah. So how do you think you package it in a way to do that? You know, yeah. for, for a person on yeah. the other side of that yeah. who's going to... Because again, how is it you're attacking yeah. me, which we're not. Yeah. You said this already. You're not... Yeah. We're not challenging yeah. who you are. We're just yeah. challenging the behavior. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, um, that, 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 that one there, I think, again... Scripture really, really helps. So the Bible says that the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, yeah, yeah. but the wounds of a friend are yeah. faithful. Yeah, yeah. And I found that as much as I would love to take sometimes some of the sting or some of the hurt or some mm. of the wounds out, you know, David wrote in, in the Psalms, uh, let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness. Yeah, yeah. Let my head not refuse it. It's like mm. the precious oil. Mm. And, uh, and so let the righteous strike me. So David, you know, and he's written this just after his, you know, he's off the rails with Bathsheba, yeah. had a husband murdered yeah. and thinks it's all all right. It's a bad day. It's, it's you know, and so, <laughs> but, but thank God for Nathan the prophet. Yeah. Nathan the prophet confronts him mm. and he immediately realizes, you know, and the little life, the little pregnancy mm. is struck and cursed because of it. And so David mourns mm. for this little life that was innocent, yeah. but bore the judgment, you know, on him. Wow. And so David then pens the words, let the righteous strike me. Wow. It shall be a kindness. In other words, he's saying, even though I'm the king and the highest authority in mm. the land, mm. I realize I need to set up people in my world that can bring correction mm. I need to set my world up where people can strike me when I'm going the wrong way strike mm. me on the cheek when I'm looking in mm. the wrong direction mm. keep me from evil keep me mm. from heading down a dark path yeah. I need this around about me and so you know so uh, as much as I and you know and I'd love to say that I'm perfect on it I'm far from it I, I, I do get in there and sometimes you do cross that line you get a little bit agitated or mm. you know you, you can't separate it but 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 in the end of the day I know that if my my spirit is to confront behavior that I actually genuinely love the person mm. and I always resolve that I genuinely love the person and want the best for yeah. the person yeah I can go in I can get a little personal I can bring a level of strike and mm. bring a level of challenge mm, mm. that you know there is a sting in there but the sting is not done mm. out of anger yeah it's a little bit like um, many years ago I had um, some half-wit neighbor of ours uh, you know say my, my little son had done something in their yard he'd broken into their uh, their uh, they had a, an out 
door um, shed and they had a bike in there and he'd broken into it and taken the bike and was riding it around. They came home and I said, oh, listen, I'll take him home and spank him to teach him that, you know, you don't break into other people's property. Right. And uh, the lady goes, oh, no, no, no. Oh, we mustn't smack. Violence begets violence. And I'm thinking, wow. you flipping halfway, you know, I'm not going to smack him out of violent anger, yeah, rage, yeah, like yeah. blind rage. And so, you know, the world that we live in, you know, so over minor, their brains have fallen out. True. Is there's yeah. a difference between discipline and and, and anger. Yeah. And so I will, I, I spank my kids. Yeah. And because, and I do it in love yeah. and I do it not with anger or hostility, mm-hmm. but I do it with, you know, with a level of, I communicate reluctance. Daddy doesn't like to do yeah, this. That's right. Daddy yeah. doesn't want to do this, yeah. but I need you to feel pain yeah. in your backside yeah. because I need you to understand that this type of behavior mm. is destructive yeah. and unacceptable. Yeah. And I do it because if, if I don't challenge that behavior, mm. it's going to ruin them at school. It's going to ruin their future. Absolutely. And they're going to look back and say, man, how could you say you love me yeah. and never discipline me? Yeah. So does, does that make sense? So there's got to be there's got to yeah. be a level where you know there is a little bit of a sting. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that that you know it's funny. I was just reading that in uh, I think it might have been Second Kings. I come where uh, you know David's on his deathbed and Adonijah rises yes. and actually says yeah. in the scripture uh, he, he exalted himself as king. Da da da. Then has this little subtext there. It says because David never interfered with him when he was a child. Wow, which is fascinating because wow. here's here's the idea that David. Wow. So he wasn't a very good father. He wasn't father of the wow. year, that's for sure. Yeah, that's Old right. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Fell short of the glory on that one, old Davey. But the <laughs> oh, truth is, he, he didn't approach with Adonijah. Yeah. And so what event, and it's a crazy thing about that yeah. scripture, is that what you yeah. don't deal with now eventually yes, takes sir. authority Isn't in your incredible. life. Yeah. He, it rises up to make wow. himself king, exalts himself. Wow, it takes authority in your and life. So, I love that. Yeah, so that, 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 uh, that whole idea, even uh, to, to back to the father approach as well, yeah. what you're saying is that, there's that, uh, I think, a real profound truth in that is that you're explaining, hey, I, I don't yeah. like doing this. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where, and that's what's yeah. been done, you know, for, for all the listeners out there yeah. on our team. We have a great, healthy yeah. team dyna- dynamic where confrontation's part of it. Yeah. But you never walk away feeling like, shoot, you know what? Yeah, yeah that guy's just on a power trip. Yeah. You always feel enough. It's yeah. for, my, for my, you know, my benefit and my yeah. bettering. And so, well, Can I just jump in on yeah, that? Absolutely. You know, um, and again, for me, this was learned behavior. And if you even look at the David situation, yeah. so David doesn't, doesn't you know, discipline or doesn't address issues mm. in Adonijah, who's his eldest, who's yeah. his firstborn. Yeah, yeah. From a young age. Mm. And the reason is, is because it's unfamiliar territory to David. Wow. Because David's father, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, his, his way of dealing with it was to, to just abdicate any responsibility yeah. of communication. Wow. So when the prophet comes to town, mm. David's out with the sheep. Yeah. He's not even numbered amongst the, br- the brothers because his dad refused to confront wow. things in David. Yeah. And just would just kind of, wow. you know, bury, bury the issue and just mm. put David out there. And yeah. so, so this is something that was new... Uh, territory for David was uncharted waters, and he mm. refused to learn it. And so, if, if you're if you're a leader out there and you haven't had um, an upbringing or a development in confrontation, you need to understand that there's a ceiling over your ministry, and there's a ceiling over mm. your capacity mm. based on your ability to confront. And mm. if if you haven't grown up with it, you're gonna have to get good with it. Yeah. Like I said, you know, or you said, sorry, in the beginning, Pastor James, is that. It's something that we can't avoid. It's can't. something that, as yep. any good leader, we yep. have to we have to become proficient in. Mm, mm. So that's some that's some great. There's so much in that. Uh, you know, for all our listeners out there, to really you know take take that on board and process that for yourself. 
to be a person who's able to confront, take on, you know, what Pastor Jurgen's saying, these great wisdoms and truths, and also allow yourself to be confronted. Yeah. Because that's a big one too. Yeah. Huh? O- often, it's amazing how often, you know, the Bible says, all man's ways seem innocent to him. Yeah. But motives are way by the Lord. Wow. Yeah. So there's all these motives yes. that we're like, oh, I'm cheering, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. But little do we know that we've yeah. got blind spots that yeah. only exactly. someone in our world who confronts exactly. us can actually bring it up. And, so, yeah, and, and that other scripture that goes with that is, you know, all the ways seem right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Yeah. And so it may seem right to it you. It may seem right. But without, you know, in a multitude of counselors, there's mm. safety. Yeah. And so just having other people around about you. So good. Such great truth. Honestly, one of the one of the top five things out of many leadership principles you need to apply as a leader, yeah. hands down, yeah. is the ability yeah. to confront and do yeah. it well, do yeah, it right. Do it well, yeah. um, so, hey, we, we, this is a longer episode, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're going to, are we going to extend this one, or are we going to start another one, leave, leave them going? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe we need to we'll, we'll come back and you tune in for this next episode. Uh, we're about to do it now, anyways, but we want to keep you baited. So, so tune in again because we're going to talk about a really, really uh, great topic um, that is probably not a, a very popular word in uh, in society today, but it's discrimination. And we're going to talk about that Come on, in a I leadership context. Bingo. So guys, stay tuned. Make sure you jump on c3sandiego.com. Uh, check out our podcast. Check out our upcoming events, our church conference coming up uh, next year, 2013, July 2013, Empower Awaken Conference. It's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, keep, keep in touch. We love you guys. God bless you. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com. Come on.